There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. Probably the biggest story in music over the past two years has been the way that the social media platform TikTok took over the industry. I feel like I waffle between TikTok skepticism and sometimes fanaticism on probably a weekly basis, but it's undeniable that its endless waterfall of short-form videos have upended music discovery and shifted musical taste. The algorithm will show you videos you like, usually with licensed music in the background as backing tracks. Take a song like Ty Verde's A-OK. While working his day job at the Verizon store, Ty set his mind on using TikTok to launch his musical career. If you want to know how social media has fundamentally changed music, you need to hear Ty's story. Here's where it all started in early 2020. It probably begins in a living room of an L.A. apartment. I was living at the cheapest means possible. I had a Home Depot made shelf on the side with like cinder blocks and wood. And then I also had a bed from Craigslist. See this right here? This is supposed to be a living room, but I put up some sheets and now I live in it. The living room was big enough to where there's like a tiny little passageway to where the bathroom was. And then it opened up into a kitchen. So every morning I'd hear my roommates who really loved making smoothies at 8 a.m. God dang, I just living alone will be peaceful. Ty had been staying in this living room for nearly four years, trying every odd job in Hollywood from acting to podcasting, anything that would get him his own place. He was getting by, but his real passion was for music. I really like singing and I would watch videos of guys singing and just be like, wow, this guy can sing, this guy can sing. They must have been working on that for their entire life. I know if they can work on it, I can work on it. So I didn't have a space to like sing loudly. So I was underneath my building in this underground garage in my car, which is like the only quiet space. And I would just sing there. I was in the car in a garage working on these vocal exercises for like an hour and a half every single day for like six months. This is after I had not passed a single round of American Idol of the voice of any of those singing competitions. And that's what I used to do just like as like a anniversary of me coming to LA. I would like write a song and then go to these um, auditions. I'd wait, whatever it is, like nine hours just to sing for two minutes. And then they'd, no one would say anything. They would just be like, all right. And then you'd go home. But then of course the world shut down and he was sheltered in place in his three walled room working on songs and trying to gain traction on TikTok, which everyone seemed to have discovered during the pandemic. Some of his early attempts were not that graceful. 
For example, his song Skin Routine. She put me on a skin routine. Now I'm looking so fresh and clean. Exfoliating up all my pores. Now I'm putting her on all fours. Hydrated, about to make it. Oh, baby, be patient. Oh, skin routine. Oh, my God. Can you tell me about that song and, and how you go about it? When I made skin routine, I had TikTok. And I was like, okay, I can do this whole campaign where I'm like, people can show me their skin routine. And that'll be the trend. But yeah, I started paying people. Now you're probably thinking, what about the money? The money is important. I like money. The first 100 people to make a TikTok of themselves doing their skin routine to my song, dancing to my song, doing anything to my song, they're going to get paid out based on these brackets. Like 10 bucks, 20 bucks to use my song in their videos to sing it, rap it, whatever. You, you are utterly shameless about i'm gonna pay you to use my song yeah how did that sensibility develop for you my mentality is that it's really close to 50 50 the song quality and the actual promotion of the song every song has the ability if it's good enough like that's what i'm saying it has to get to that 50 percent to reach an audience but you have to show them that it's out if you're nobody you have to do something wild to get things started now when I see people paying for their song, it's not the best idea. But in these ripe spaces where no one's going to remember, like in these new spaces of social media where no one's going to remember anything, like do they remember Justin Bieber from YouTube? No. I get a problem and I don't know what to do about it. Even if I did, I don't know. Do they remember Sean Mendes going on and playing six seconds of a song just trying to show that he's riffing? You know what I'm saying? Who that put on time? That's when you can be experimental and like kind of do that sellout stuff where you're like, hey, let's 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 amp this up a little bit so that we can get this platform going. What happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. I think that maybe it gets a couple thousand streams. But like in reality, I pay these people. They use the song, but no one really gravitates to it. So I was like, you know what? Next song. Let's try again. I think the real transition into Ty Verdes was when I actually practiced, you know, singing. Because I had the ability to, like, create a story and, like, tell a story and stuff like that. What's up, guys? My name is Ty Verdes, and I'm a salesperson at a Verizon store. It's one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. But I'm just not satisfied because I want to be a singer. I want to be an artist. So after I worked on my voice for a long time, I went to the studio Ty tries his hand in recording some songs and plays them back for his brother. I don't think he likes any of my music. And then my brother told me, you have to hook people in the first two lines. And that's what I live by now. It's like, your premise has to be so good that you need to know what's next. When I go up into my <laughs> into my apartment for the next like two weeks, I'm like thinking, all right, whatever. He doesn't like my song. Blah, 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 oh my gosh. So then I was going through a toxic relationship, right? And I was just like listening to YouTube beats because that's how I find my music, right? A lot of this, the albums is YouTube beats. Yeah, explain what that means. So that means a producer is trying to sell his beats. He'll sell them for like 10 bucks to use like a MP3. The whole vibe of the internet is a lot of rap beats, a lot of trap beats. a lot of lo-fi beats but there's not a lot of like instrumental indie stuff that's just floating around 
I'm on the seventh level of hell of YouTube every single night. I'm going on YouTube searching like Harry Styles type beat or something like that. And then after going around, I found this beat that had like a thousand views, which is so small. Usually a lot of these beats have like 50,000 to 100,000, maybe a million views on them because they're so good. And people like rap over them, try to do their songs over them. I knew that I had to have something that wasn't viewed a lot because I needed it to be mine. I had to buy it eventually if something worked. So I found this beat, this guy named Red Mosque in France. And I loved it. it just that bass in the beginning, that I was like, this is amazing. So I go out and I'm just listening to it. And then I'm just like, okay, two, first line, first line. And then my toxic ex kind of pops in my head and I'm just like, she said, you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got hoes. And that was like the epitome of starting with a good premise. What's next? Because if you start with a good premise, it's so much easier to write the rest of the lyrics. So then after I said that line, it kind of just fell out of me. It was like, okay, just keep talking about this conversation that you've had been in this friends with benefits situation with. I said, you don't know me like that. I just go with the flow. She said, you can't fool me like that. You're going to leave me on Um, Yeah, my ex hated that song with a, with a pure hatred fire in her in her heart you're a musician you play piano mm-hmm. ukulele guitar you sing yeah but you kind of find this cheat code of like i'm gonna find fully produced songs and use my best talent which is the storytelling lyric mm. melody how do you come upon that way of working? Because I see how everybody else was doing it. I can make leaps and bounds if I have a guitar player who's played guitar for years and get the feel and be like, that's what you should play. Compared to me learning hours and hours of guitar and piano and learning how to play into a studio because I can play it but I've never played I've never tried to track something to a loop before I could probably learn how to do it but I'm not that's not my goal my goal was to be a singer and I knew that with my skills right now that on guitar and piano ukulele it wasn't going to sound authentic does it change your relationship to the music knowing that hey this is coming off of YouTube as opposed to it's the thing that you did in the studio no because it, it it's about the feel of the song it doesn't matter where it comes from I have the whole song written out and then I have the YouTube beat. And then now I need to structure it to make it have a pre-chorus, chorus, and whatever. I structured it to match the lyrics and whatever. I go and track it. It takes a day. There were some issues with it. Then I go back in like a week and a half. And then I fix it. And then on my drive back. That was the first time I had listened to my own music back on the highway. And <laughs> enjoyed it to the point where I was like smiling windows down and it was amazing so you're vibing to it in the car mm-hmm. it's working for you what happens I was vibing and I was having a good time but it wasn't the best I, it's not like I got out of that car thinking this is the best song this song is gonna go gold you know what I'm saying like I did not think that I thought alright this is good enough 
That was my entire mindset. This is good enough. Put it on TikTok the next day, and then that's when the story starts. That's where you can see it all on TikTok. I I go in my car, open the door, set up my phone, play the song. She said, you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got holes. I said, you don't know me like that. I just go with the flow. And I was like, hey, <laughs> if... This gets a thousand likes. I'm gonna put it on Spotify. I was gonna put it on Spotify anyway. <laughs> like I was gonna put on all of it. I was gonna put everything everywhere. Right when I put it up, ten thousand plays, and I never that never happened to me before. What's happening in your mind as you're watching this happen? To be honest, it was so gradual. It was so gradual. I was like ten thousand. This is cool because I I knew a hundred thousand views wasn't a lot. I've seen people get five million views. I've seen people get ten million views on TikTok. Um, I was like, okay, this is a start. I can start with this. And then I post another video the next day of like the pre-course and then it gets another 100,000 views and I'm like, oh, okay. All right, people, this is another part of my new song called Stuck in the Middle. All right, this is the chorus. If you got a friends with benefits, this is your motherfucking anthem. Send it to them right now. Tag them in the comments if you're a real one. All right, here we go. Cause we're stuck in the middle. My song was never a song that went crazy out of the gate. It didn't have a trend. There was nothing attached to it, which I think was a blessing because trends die. Why is it connecting? I think because they're going through the same thing. And some people probably swiped past my video as well. But then some people saw me in their car and they were like, you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got hope. Dang, someone said that to me. Oh, I actually said that to someone, like a girl myself. And then now they're like, now I need to go find this song. And that video was the promotion tool to get people to go. Because in the video, I have a comment saying, like, this song is live. You can go search it. My name is Ty Verdes. You can go search it right now. I just have so much passion for this. But I just released this song, Stuck in the Middle, on Apple Music. And it would mean the world to me if you guys would listen to it. And then it just leads, bleeds into the music. It's crazy because right when I put it on Spotify, you could see people going from TikTok to Spotify. People seem to also really connect with the fact that you've got like a day job at the same time. Exactly. And working at the Verizon store. How could I forget the Verizon store? What if I told you that this random college dropout that you're seeing on your screen right now started a Spotify page two months ago? And in that two months, he's gotten 2.5 million streams been featured on Rolling Stone, been number one on the U.S. viral charts, had a piece written on him on Lyrical Lemonade, and has multiple record deals, and he still works at motherfucking Verizon. That'd be pretty fucking crazy, right? I had, like, all the heads of all these companies calling me at Verizon during my work break. You know, I was, like, on with, like, the CEO of Capitol Records, you know? Um, for 15 minutes, and I tell him, "Yeah, sorry, we gotta we gotta re- reschedule because I have to sell these phones." You know what I'm saying? Like I told people that I worked. Everybody works, and that's something that people relate to. You know, when you see like a Justin Bieber, a Camila Cabello, Sean Mendez, it's hard to imagine them at Subway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's it was easy to imagine me at Subway because I I showed you me at Verizon. You know, working. So now that people have this baseline of like oh this is a regular guy that had a job in reality 
I kind of wasn't a regular guy. I had a lot of social media experience. I had a, I had musical background. I had like parents that allowed me to go have music. I had a lot of advantages that I'm super thankful for. But um, yeah, it, I, I portrayed myself as this person, which I was at the time, as as as, as um, this new artist that was really trying to get it. I think a lot of people love that type of like underdog story. Hmm. This song has yet more of a life. Like you're telling your story. People yeah. are connecting with it. They're following you more on TikTok. Yeah. Cause guess what? Guess what was behind that video is my song. My song was the soundtrack to the video. So if that's and that's just another placement, right? That's another thing that's gotten a million views that has my song playing the entire time. So then I keep going. I keep saying I keep like doing like maybe little parody little dances. I keep talking about the song, reaching different accolades. I meet my managers, Ryan and Brandon. And I showed them the rest of my demos at this time while the song was blowing up. It had been like two or three months. I had made more songs. And one of the first producers that they introduced me to was Adam Friedman. And then that's how I started making, you know, more of the album was after I met Adam Friedman. What's different in the approach that you all bring to writing? Yeah. Adam Friedman is this producer who has worked with Mike Posner, the Black Eyed Peas, and... Right away when we met, I had so many questions because I had been just thrust into label conversation. So I was asking Adam because Adam had also been an artist who had some success. First session, all we did was talk. We talked for like six hours about like every question I had. He tells me about all the label stuff, all the music stuff, how songs should be made, what feels good, feel in general. And then the next time we meet up, we make a song and it's trash. It's so bad. But because of the Back and forth, we built up. The next song that we made was Drugs. He comes into the studio. We start talking again for the third time. I'm kind of disheveled because I'm like, God, this guy, we made a terrible song. I don't even want to go back, to be honest. But you never know. You always got to give people a second try. And then we start talking. He says, you know what? I had to actually go take a walk to go to Target when I was at my parents' house recently. And then I smoked some weed on the way because... You know, yeah, I had to relax and he smokes weed, you know? And I was like, why don't you just write the song about that? And I was like, yeah, sometimes you do drugs. Why don't you tell your mom sometimes you do drugs? And I was like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I do drugs, not hard ones, just ones that change my mind up. Drugs, can't find Sometimes I do drugs, not hard ones, just ones that change my mind up. That for me was so easy and so real that it was like the first time I was with somebody else that I was and we were like jumping up and down in a studio freaking out because we had made something that we thought was just just super original sounded good and felt good we just were on a roll after that after drugs we got in the next song we made was we would have some cute kids right after that was the next song that was literally the the actual next song we made I've seen your face and we will have some cute and then after that we made feelings bad never felt so great and those are like the top two to four performing songs on my album Okay, so what happens after these sessions? So after the sessions, after we get this, we, we build up some records. And then I'm like, dang, we're sitting on a lot of ammo right now. And I'm just feeling super confident because I have drugs. We'd have some cute kids. And then Suck in the Middle still moving, right? And then I just, I, I'm, I'm super relaxed. 
but I'm also not when stuck in the middle kind of is like tapering off. It's, it, it's grown to a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300, and then kind of stays. It became like a trending song on TikTok, but then it's been six months. Like I want to be an artist, not a trend. Yeah. Not a trend. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The hardest thing about building a career on social media isn't creating a viral song. It's creating the second one and the third one. Yet Tyveritis's persistence pays off for him, and his next song, Drugs, is a hit. But with one limiting downside. I decide in October to put uh, Drugs out, and immediately we go viral again with one of my most viral videos with him and me singing it together. I don't want to tell my mom I smoked this weed. I don't want to tell my dad he'll call me weed. And we sing drugs and we get a million views on that video. And then we sing it again and we get like five million views on a video. And because of the subject matter, you know, we had conversations of putting it on radio, but they no one would take it. I was too new of an artist and also it's about drugs you know what i'm saying the most lighthearted song about drugs the most light and i was like dang are you guys really i literally say after drugs not hard ones but it doesn't matter but i was also so confident i was like we don't even need the radio we got we would have some cute kids i was so happy about the songs that we were making that i was like you know what radio whatever let's keep it's never going to be one song even if it was a big radio smash it's never going to be one song like you have to build albums, you have to build worlds, you have to build music videos. Like I always know, like my whole goal this entire time has been 15-year career, not five-month career. At this point, Ty's viral success had earned him enough to get his own place. He quit his job at Verizon live on TikTok. His boss even congratulated him. It's very sweet. But obviously, Ty had much bigger ambitions. His songs had been playlisted on Spotify, but he still wanted to make a song that would break into top 40 radio. So one day, Ty is working with his producer. Adam shows me this guitar loop, the AOK guitar loop, and I'm like, I'm using that. Like, the, the guitar, like, it, it, it just feels good. Doesn't this guitar sound so good? Like, I, I, I don't know somebody who can listen to that song and be like, nah, that doesn't feel good to me. Unless they don't want to be happy. If you don't want to be happy, the song's not for you. It's probably kind of annoying if you don't want to be happy. <laughs> but if you do want to, if you do want to just like be a listener and you hear that guitar, it's going to feel good. So you feel, you feel yeah. this thing. You're feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. So I hear the guitar loop. This is one of the songs that was like kind of like puzzle piece together. He had worked on the song for like four years. And then Adam went in, redid the drums. And redid the feel of the chorus. (laughs) 
and now it sounds like a different type of record. But the thing is, the vocal wasn't there yet. I go in and then I hear the song. I'm like, this is okay. But it didn't hit with me right away. But I did love the guitar lick in the beginning. Hmm. I didn't know what it was yet. But I'm using it. And I would listen to it. And I was like, this song sounds weird. I don't know why I don't like it. Why don't you move the chorus in the front? Because it didn't used to have living in this big blue world. It didn't used to start at the front. It used to be some verse. Living in this big blue world with my head up in outer space. I know I'll be A-O-A-O-K. I know I'll be A-O-A-O-K. When I see trouble come my way. So that's what I'm saying about feel is that I like would structure the beat to make it feel the best that I thought possible. Now... I go in and I'm like, what can make this song just better? And the hook was so good. I was like, let's just put the hook in the beginning. I didn't like any of the verses. I didn't really like the bridge. Let's just go in, put the hook in the beginning, and then start there. We go in and cut it. Now I go in, write a quick verse, first verse. I wrote that in like, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then I go in and write the bridge. I'd be lying if I said I knew the way. And one of my favorite lines is like, I just eat shit and pretended it's gourmet. One of my favorite lines that I've ever written. And yeah, over the over the melody that was already there. They, they had that was already in there, but I just changed the lyrics in there. Just the entire vibe of the song changed after all those elements, all those tiny little elements were changed. It became my song. Now, when the chorus hit in the front and I put that on TikTok, that was kind of like the closing moment of this, like why I'm here right now is because that video has like 20 million views. I just want to make you feel 2% better when you listen to this song. That's it. Just two. Ready? Living in this big blue world with my head that was the first time that something that I put on the internet went viral on meme pages on TikTok that transcended social media where I got on the radio, I got on TV, I did late night because of AOK me going in the car and seeing living in this big blue world. I remember there was a TikTok of yours that I watched where you had this stated goal of getting a song on Billboard by the summer. One of my goals is to have one of my singles hit the Billboard charts this summer. It would mean so much to me if you stream the song. Yeah, I did have that video. Yeah. AOK gets you there. Yeah, it does. Basically, it gets a million views and like two, a million streams in like two days. You know what? Another, another thing happened after AOK went viral is that my tour sold out. My first tour, headline tour, sold out, and that was another thing that people were like, kind of wondering: Can somebody that's on TikTok sell tickets? And it was really cool to see not only the internet translate into streaming, but the internet translate into ticket sales. I end up doing shows like Lollapalooza. There's this like big video of me at Lollapalooza and. AOK starts and I don't even sing in the whole crowd. It's just there's like 35,000 people at Lollapalooza and they all go like living in this big blue world. wall of sound.
never heard anything like it. This was one of your first live performances. That was my first live performance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was my first live performance with a full band, and I had trumpets too, and uh, it was crazy. And how did you feel walking off the stage? Off the stage, I was mad because I sang so bad. I, I was For real, I was like, and not that I sang bad, it was just like my throat was so hoarse and I was struggling with it for the three days lining up to it that I was just so stressed out and then it was over there was like some relief that I didn't have to think about anymore but also I was like man I could do better and that's the thing that gets me going like that right there where I was like okay I'm glad it's bad because now I can practice for the next you know six months and be the best vocal performer live that I can be you know because I needed that you had said earlier that you knew it was safe to experiment early on things people are going to forget or aren't that important to who you're going to be. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the tie of relating so closely to the platform of TikTok? And what do you hope to do with that? Nothing, man. It's going to be gone. I don't really know what's going to happen next, to be honest. I don't really know if uh, TikTok has the same sort of explosive power, but I do know this, that you can go on TikTok right now and put a song on TikTok of you playing it, of you singing in your car, of you doing whatever you want to do to it. And the algorithm, without you pressing any settings, you just pressing the post button, will put you in front of an audience that you haven't been before, who have never seen you, who will give you their attention because they're on the app. That's where the attention is. So if you want, if you're complaining about how much attention your music is getting, the attention is on TikTok, so you need to be on that platform. I guess I need to get on TikTok. <laughs> Switched on Pop is produced by Nate Sloan and me, Charlie Harding. Edited by Joey Myers. Engineered by Brandon McFarlane. Social media by Happy Bar. Illustrations by Lewis Gottlieb. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwa, Hannah Rosen, who are a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can get more episodes of the podcast at switchedonpop.com. We are at switchedonpop.com on Instagram and Twitter, maybe TikTok soon. And we'll be back again on Tuesday with an episode on why it is that new holiday songs never seem to make it into our Christmas radio rotation. Are they just not any good? Listen with us and find out on Tuesday. And until then, thanks for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.